0: It's Yolo Kali.
1: What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolo Kali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here.
2: Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? 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 Now nah, you got to do it like this.
1: What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth produced content. Tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago.
0: As well as all the crazy,
3: wacky, tea-sipping, gossips-filling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to.
4: Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low,
1: but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show!
3: what's up you're listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio broadcasting from studio a at lumpen radio Ooh, you heard that first woo, right woo, folks woo. first time in almost four seasons we are live and doing a show all together in person My, uh, my name is jennifer and i have sid with me today
5: i am Sid, yes and we've got all the participants of the your story your way class studio and La Mesita together. And this is our final show of the season of our 2021 Christmas show.
3: On today's Christmas special, we'll be talking about different Christmas classics, discussing capitalistic America. In the season of gift giving, La Mesita will take over for just a little bit with a very special guest interview and performance. So stay tuned for that,
5: along with so much more. Now let's get into our first segment. We're gonna talk about the long history of Christmas, transitioning into the topic of capitalism during the holidays, and even the carbon footprint that happens during this time of year. We have some special guests with us now on the panel. Do y'all wanna introduce yourselves?
2: Why, yes, hello. Oh. <laughs> y'all know I'm gonna be loud this whole radio show. <laughs> My name is Emmanuel, obviously y'all know Obviously, y'all know me. I've been here forever, sure. and I'm here joining y'all on the panel. I'm over here behind the little audio thing. So when you hear music, that's me clicking a button.
1: Hi, my name is August. Uh, yeah, there's really not much to say about me. I'm just happy to be here.
6: Oh, <laughs> um, my name is Diego. This is my first time being here, so pretty nervous.
3: All right, guys, so today's question. What does Christmas mean individually to all of us? Who wants to go first?
5: Uh, Christmas, I feel like it's that time of you know, new beginnings. There's a new baby in my family, so that's what we're really excited about this year.
3: Babies. The future. So The <laughs> future. <laughs> uh, I think Christmas for me, honestly, I've, I've kind of grown out of like the whole, like it's gifts. It's, let's see, like what am I getting this year? You know, and I just, I really love being with my family, you know.
1: Uh, I could say what Christmas means for me. Uh, it's, uh, it's a time of thanking God for everything. It's it's uh, it's a really good time to just you know get humble. Uh, remember remember that uh, you're not you're not the center of the universe, and and celebrate other people for your change.
2: That might be true for some of us, but for me, it's the time of remembering how important. I no, I'm playing with y'all. No, I mean, in all truthfulness, it's like I have been like on work mode and school mode all year long. I and you. It, it's like that for all of us. So it's like really the only week or two that you get like a break off. Yesterday was the first like whole day that I had to like not have not a single responsibility. Like I was like, what do I do with my time? Actually, that's not true. I had to take a little break in the middle of the day to finish my uh, project for my class. But I literally spent the whole day playing um, an Arkham Arkham game. Yeah, (laughs) I played a Batman game a whole day and I I finished the whole entire game in eight and a half hours. I'm so proud of myself. So yeah, that's that's what Christmas means to me. (laughs) Finally resting? Yeah. Oh my God. But let's go into a little bit of the history of Christmas. I know that some of us did some research, so tell us a little bit about that, Jenny. All
3: right, well, a little bit of research is that, as stateofahistory.com, Christmas is celebrated on December 25th and is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural and commercial phenomenon. For two millennia, people around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious, secular in nature. And the middle of the winter has been a long time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of the man called Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the darkest days of winter. Many people rejoiced during the winter solstice when the worst of the winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. In the early hours of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated. In the fourth century, churches that were official decided to institute the birth of Jesus as a holiday. Unfortunately, the Bible does not mention the day of his birth. Although, while evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring, Pope Julius chose December 25th. It is commonly believed that the church chose this day in effort to adopt and absorb traditions in the pagan Saturnalion festival first called the Feast of Nativity, the custom spread to Egypt by 432, and England by the end of the 6th century.
2: Wow, dang, that's so Christian, girl. (laughs) Did y'all know about this history of Christmas? Because I think modern day Christmas is often celebrated in a religious manner, Mm -hmm. um, or at least like the chicago hispanic community that's what i belong to you know mm-hmm. um but is there like do y'all know of any other ways like any other significance for what christmas comes from because i'm it, like i think of everything it because it, there's even a conversation of like is christmas even jesus's birthday you know if you do believe in jesus
3: mm-hmm. i'm being honest no i know very little about christmas like when i think of christmas it's literally just you know gifts
1: I think it's kind of bogus, like that they <laughs> then they they took they took the winter spot just to just to outshine the the pagan winter solstice, like like let them have their fun too, you know. I think we should go back to that, let let that winter solstice have have its time to shine, you know.
2: Yes. So moving on from a little bit of info on Christmas, I myself did some research on one of our favorite decor pieces to put up in our homes um a christmas tree Woo! oh my god so sad we actually we're in studio a lump radio right now and there's not a tree in sight um that's uh depressing but um <laughs> we have a christmas tree in our hearts and i'm gonna tell y'all a little bit of the origin on christmas trees so this information is perhistory.com you know they're all about the history Uh, Long before the advent of Christianity that Ms. Jenny Girl was talking about, plants and trees that remained green all year had a special meaning for people in the winter. And I think we can all agree with that just because there's so much green here in Chicago. um,
3: Well, I I mean, somewhat.
2: Yeah, somewhat. (laughs) Uh, Just as people today decorate their homes during the festive season with pine and fir trees, ancient peoples hung evergreens over their doors and windows. And in many countries, it was believed that evergreens would keep away the witches, ghosts, evil spirits, and illnesses. Girl, what, Talk about brujeria? What Mm y'all think about that?
1: I don't see how, I don't see how that, (laughs) I don't see how those correlate, but you know what? (laughs) I do seem safer with an evergreen in my, they're not even real no more.
3: Wait, I have a question, what are evergreens?
1: They're, uh, they're um, coniferous trees. Oh, they are. Uh, no, I don't know. They, <laughs> they, they're the really tall ones and they stay green all year. They're like the like the. the pine. Yeah, yeah, the oh, pine, yeah. pine pine. They're, is,
3: uh, so they're ever- basically kind of like pine trees.
2: Yeah, yeah.
7: It's just um. not around anywhere
2: right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Do y'all um, like in, do y'all and your families decorate your homes with like evergreens or pine trees and stuff?
3: A plastic tree from Home Depot. Oh. <laughs>
2: Does anybody do real trees anymore? Is no.
3: That
1: thing? In Chicago?
2: Nah. Uh-uh. Well, girl, that's the rich white folk. You know, they be having more than one tree in the house. <laughs> you know, We just stick to one. You know, I didn't even put up a whole tree in the house this year. I just put, because you know, trees come in three parts. I put the bottom piece and the top piece to make it a little short tree because I was done with that. But that's a little bit of history on um, the Christmas tree. And I think a lot of the, um, it's it's seen in different interpretations and it's adapted in different cultures in different ways all around the world obviously but the uh germany is credited to have started the christmas tree tradition as we know it in the 16th century with devout christians when they brought their decorated trees into their homes uh some built christmas pyramids of wood and decorate them with little evergreens and candles and even like a modern day nacimiento, you know that you see mm. when you walk in a church or if you even go to church. (laughs) And in most 19th century, I promise I'm almost done, Americans (laughs) found Christmas trees in oddity that was like, what is that girl? The first record of one being on display was in the 1830s by the German settlers of Pennsylvania, although trees had been a tradition in many German homes much earlier. And even, even then, the way that we decorated trees was completely different. Germans often decorated with uh, things like popcorn, as we see, or even like a homemade... Um, no, Americans decorated with like um, homemade ornaments, while the German-American uh, decorated with things like apples, nuts, and even cookies. Imagine going down imagine- like
3: going down like your to your to your living room when you're just like right christmas
2: day there's nothing there <laughs> the kids ate it all <laughs> so that's so crazy how like i mean i mean america steals everything no <laughs> like you, how, how we adapt it and mold show. it into our, own, our <laughs> own thing. Stay tuned for season 19 where we talk uh, the America, America Steals stuff. the World. There you go. <laughs> America Steals the World. So moving on from Christmas trees, we have one more little history lesson for y'all. We're going to talk a little bit about the origin of Santa Claus, specifically the Santa Claus design, as we know today. So we have Diego to teach us a little something here.
6: Santa Claus, the design. There's was, there was a lot of ad- adaptations around the world, but the American design came from It's from 1931. It came from Coca-Cola. They designed it to sell more cans. In 1931, before there was a definitive Santa image, Coca-Cola's commission, illustrator, Hadan blah I probably botched his name, but <laughs>
7: it's okay,
6: painted Santa. And it, he established him as a white man, where he was warm and happy, he was like a happy character. Yeah, he drew inspiration from Nicholas Santa Claus. Uh, That's what the name Santa Claus stems from too. Well, that's speculated. It's not actually like 100 percent, but Santa was created because Coca-Cola, oh, I got this information from Coca-Cola's website. (laughs) And they just wanted to make an image to sell more Coca-Cola products, so
2: that's crazy that they admit that like <laughs> just period like they're like no we invented santa claus but My our life
1: is a lie that's My crazy
2: life, yeah. what do y'all think of that, that. like capitalism. the representation one capitalism just, <laughs> straight capitalism industry using this man <laughs> to sell this product but also just like making him this as described by them themselves uh, a white warm and happy character what do y'all think of that Capitalism.
1: Uh, yeah, capitalism. <laughs> they did the same thing to Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know what? I wish they picked uh, the Christmas Krampus instead of Santa. That would have been better.
7: Krampus? You know
1: Krampus? <laughs> what? You know the Krampus, right? That's a, that's a it's German Let me pull thing. Krampus. That would not sound Not a single. Yeah. He's like a Christmas-like problem. demon. He's like a, like a goat thing. I will buy more coke. The Christians would way. not like
3: that. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> they would
1: not. Let me tell you something about the pagans, though. The pagans would love that. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, I think that was the perfect segue into our next discussion, the topic of Coca-Cola, um, using that branded image to their own benefit, the conversation of what we think of modern Christmas and holiday era today, which is um, often not enjoyable for people, um, us as youth, you know, going into debt or like using the low money that we got to buy people gifts, even sometimes feeling pressured to have to give people a gift, um, and at the end of the day, kind of forgetting the true values of what we discussed earlier, which is celebrating with friends and family, for some of us, uh, religious beliefs, or even just like, you know, a little break from the stress of the year, and it's kind of just all consumed by the industry all around us. So let's start that little conversation.
3: Christmas just doesn't feel the same anymore to me. Like, it doesn't feel like Christmas, you know.
1: What's changed?
3: Like, it feels like it's just about gifts,
1: you
5: know?
1: I'm, I'm buying things and consuming?
5: <laughs> yes. What are you trying to say, August? I don't know,
1: but it was brought to you
2: by... <laughs>
7: no, I'm
1: just kidding.
2: This segment is sponsored. By yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless... No, unless... no, no, this is public radio. We are no. not... No, that's a joke. Thank you. Like, keep going.
7: Unless... Come
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I I feel you on that. Does um, er, does everyone have that same same sentiment that that this that this holiday is kind of s- centric on uh, on consumerism and 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 purchasing things to, to yeah, uh, trust me, give they, value.
3: Yeah, they they don't care about your family. They don't care that you found the perfect gift for like Auntie Bati. Okay. <laughs>
1: One of the biggest problems people have with the with the holiday season is the overconsumption of goods and products, the the capitalism of Christmas, if you will. People have an obsession with gift giving, a gesture that is sweet and innocent in thought, but takes a toll on the wellness of people's mental health and environment. Very prevalent on days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the weeks following uh, up to Christmas.
2: And so, as for ordering gifts online instead of going to the mall the carbon footprint on the earth is increasing this season from the trucks that are delivering or even people you know going themselves to the mall. Jenny, I know you got some stats on that. Could you read some of that for us? For sure. In
3: 2018, an estimated 1.8 billion consumers worldwide bought goods online generating e-retail sales of 2.8 trillion. By 2021, this figure is expected to reach 4.8 trillion a year-round statistic. We're making a lot of garbage from all these Amazon packages when we order gifts. Shopping online, on average, a 60% lower carbon impact than shopping in store. As for driving around for Christmas shopping, a study in the US suggests that during the holiday season, each person produces an additional 1,400 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions. This is is equivalent to about three weeks of driving, or about 3.8% in the individual's annual carbon print, so like around 36,000 pounds.
1: Oh my God! man. At the same time, you think about all these corporations just just pumping CO two out, produ- <laughs> producing everything. You know what I mean? I feel like even though those statistics might be, uh, you know, are true, I think they should take more of the responsibility in reducing that. You know what I mean? For our mm-hmm. carbon, for the humanity's carbon footprint. Jeff Bezos, I know well, you're like- listening.
5: You know, Amazon started to succeed because of that 1999 Christmas. That was when Amazon really kicked off. Mm-hmm. People realized they could order things online and get it shipped. Um,
3: Convenience.
5: Yeah, I mean, we're just getting to there today, but I feel like those stats are so popular also because, you know, corporations pay those studies to get done and kind of pinpointed it on the individual. It's your fault that we have global warming (laughs) not this amazon fulfillment center what do you mean you don't see that that's not there
1: yeah don't pay attention to that
3: (laughs) Diego, do do you think you can tell us a little bit about like how season like seasonal decorating contributes
6: um i feel like it could it could bring people together because a family's just decorating and but it also wastes a lot of light i recently started Mm -hmm. paying my light bill and i i feel bad because i like lights so mom has been having to pay for it, but yeah, I feel like,
1: like the, amount of, the amount of carbon dioxide generated by Christmas lights each year could power 15,500 hot air balloons, which would be really inconvenient <laughs> unless we had like a hot air balloon thing going on. But uh, switching to low cost, low energy, LED, low light, uh, lights, lights, uh, which cost about $3.50 a year, could cut your energy bill by ninety percent. A standard light bulb costs almost twenty dollars <laughs> per year. Hey, you know what else is in cities? This is a tangent. The light bulb industry. Y'all y'all notice? Like those things are going out quicker and quicker every year. <laughs> what's up with I used to have a, a light bulb in my pantry. That that thing oh, like, went on for like twenty yeah, look, oh, for like oh, twenty oh. years, y'all. <laughs> we never had to change it. Now we had to switch <laughs> it and every year we're gonna what's up with that? They're making what you is, buy more
5: light
3: bulbs. Yeah,
1: big light bulb is. <laughs> It's doing something. <laughs> right here. I feel
5: like we're learning a lot about August priorities.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in the UK, one report says uh, more than two hundred twenty-six thousand eight hundred miles of wrapping paper, paper are tossed during the holidays. That's enough paper to wrap around the planet nine times.
3: No way. You guys are wasteful. Yeah. We <laughs> could we could be
1: onto bigger things. We could wrap this whole planet. As like a as like a humanity uh, accomplishment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're we're not getting our priorities straight here.
5: <laughs> not big light bulb.
1: Not big light bulb here. That's what that's what big light bulb wants us to think. Huh?
5: <laughs> big light bulb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anything else?
5: Well, like just what are some ways you guys think on your own? Could you take a step to reduce your own footprint or people around you on Christmas? Things you could keep in mind.
3: Maybe it's like me being lazy, but. I just kind of stopped buying wrapping paper, and I like gave it to people in bags that are kind of like, not so much like Christmas theme, but like they could reuse them if they wanted to, you know. Like I gave Emmy this really cute star bag for like his present, and I think he could reuse it if he wanted to. Did you? I haven't
2: received that yet. (laughs) It's over there. Oh, it's over there. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good alternative to uh, Uh wasting uh, nine planet round. Whatever <laughs> worth of, of uh, wrapping paper, so mm-hmm. you reuse bags. Doing your part. You you can also pick up leaves outside, tape them around the gift. Grab
3: just, a banana leaf from your Abuela's tamales mm-hmm. and like wrap it
1: up. <laughs> just like, just like, uh, just like the Germans with the with with the food on there, the tree <laughs> don't
2: buy decorations yeah. just put the food you are eat on christmas on the tree
1: yeah i don't, I don't really uh, i don't participate in this gift giving but when i do i usually like to make make the gifts you know i i'll make them with something else you know or like repurpose something so so that you know i'm not i'm not having to buy something it's it's not cuz i'm cheap <laughs> but i'm cheap <laughs> <laughs> but not but not where it counts in the heart here you know so i hope you enjoy your garbage, <laughs> your, garbage your repurposed garbage
2: let's just not be festive don't give gifts yeah. don't put up lights let's all be scrooges yeah <laughs> he, what he was doing when he was saving his coins see, look. he's the real goal <laughs> well
5: the uh, other thing you could always do is buy small so we did that for most of our little white elephant and we bought mugs from local businesses and that kind of thing but you know, try to avoid that two-day shipping is nice, but you could just walk outside and get something too.
2: Yeah, or even like on online websites, I noticed during the holidays, there's now the option of like, do you wanna do green packaging? Um, it's not literally green. It's like they take <laughs> out any of like the card inputs or like they don't wrap it in like as much plastic and bubble wrap. Then again, there's probably the, the higher chance of something breaking, yeah. but it's for the earth, you know? uh and don't be like the cardboard (laughs) that is like recyclable or whatever i don't know i didn't read uh so yeah there's just like a lot of alternatives to think about don't don't buy wrapping paper Um, unless you bought me a gift and you wrapped it then keep it on there and yeah no other final thoughts
3: no i think we're all good
2: so (laughs) that was the end of our first segment our first half hour of the 2021 christmas edition radio show on what's up but we will be right back after a quick little promo break with more of the youth of the Your Story Your Way class and studio to talk about Christmas movie classics. We'll be right back.
4: Hey guys, this is What's Up on WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio. Broadcasting, not from Lumpen, unfortunately, but from the comfortness of our homes. Besides Jeremiah, you know, he might actually be there right now. Uh, Maybe not. Who, who knows? My name is Brian.
8: My
9: name is Maisie. I'm Maria. My name is Jeremiah.
4: And for this section, we'll be talking about the Christmas specials from our fairy shows. The available holiday films and of course the classes that everyone loves so much. Well first of all, how do you guys feel right now?
9: I'm pretty rejuvenated, to be honest. Uh, I'm having lemonade right now. So it was pretty delicious. And I've just uh, also I've reconnected with my nostalgia on shows with Christmas specials and old Christmas films lately. So I'm excited for this conversation.
0: I'll be completely honest, I'm definitely not in the holiday spirit. Like I do not feel like you know, it's almost Christmas. I'm out here just like living, and I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't watched any of these films recently or any of the episodes, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, to be honest, I feel
4: you. Um, I don't get excited over Christmas anymore. I um, know it's just a different feeling when, when you're all grown up.
9: That must suck. Y'all are old.
4: <laughs> yeah, I feel old to be honest.
0: We're not that old, okay?
9: Well, I'm 15, and I still love the magic of Christmas.
4: Jesus, you're, yeah, you're young. Holy crap!
9: Child, I'm a child.
8: (laughs) Yeah, I'm more with Maria. I'm not feeling the Christmas spirit quite yet. But maybe once I actually start watching the movies we're talking about, instead of just talking about them, I'll get into it a little bit more.
4: Oh man, yeah, like the classics. uh, Everyone loves these classics. Uh, Why don't we just start talking about the classics? Actually, what about uh, Home Alone? It's I think both movies are about Christmas if I'm not mistaken. I know yeah, these
8: the first two. I yeah. mean, honestly, there's like eight of them or something. They keep remaking it, oh. but the original, the original one's definitely about Christmas. And I think the second one would be two. Yeah, the second <laughs> one,
9: I think uh, they, they did it again. They didn't learn from the last movie and they left their son-
4: In the hotel. They went
9: New York, mm-hmm. yeah, they went, they yeah. went to go to New York. So that happened.
4: Yeah, I think, I think the one I've seen the most is the first one. And yeah, that's why I don't remember about the second one but yeah it kind of refreshes my mind the third one that's that's one like the newest one is, is it with the same kid the third one
8: i don't know they, might have, one? they might have done three with macaulay falcon but i know that they just made one like this year with like a new, yeah disney plus special or something i don't know
4: H- have you guys seen it
8: no i
9: haven't because quite, quite frankly i mean it doesn't look like it interests me it looks like he's trying too hard to be like the first one if, in my in my opinion at least then again i think it's right for me to just judge it without i've seen it because who knows i might like it because it might be so bad it might be so funny
8: yeah i mean i wasn't so crazy about the original home alone because the violence kind of freaked me out as a kid that like i'm not really interested in you know watching them redo it over and over again
7: oh
4: my god what what do you mean
9: bro i feel you so much macy I, i when i was like six I cried during Kung Fu Panda because I thought the the, uh, freaking snow leopard was too scary. I didn't like them fighting each other. My mom literally literally had to take me out of the theater because I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see a Kung Fu. I don't want to see a panda being a leopard.
8: I mean, it's, it's cartoonish, but it's like the actors, like they look, they're real people, obviously. So they'd be like getting an iron to the face or like their hair burned off or like a nail through the foot and it's like I'd be like you know 10 years old I'd be at elementary school watching this with my teacher I'm like why are you showing this to me right now like this is pretty intense for a kid's Christmas movie
9: yeah we're we're all like yeah I feel like all of us at one point have been like cringing at like uh like like adult not adult like real life fake violence if we, we want to call it that and now we're all desensitized or I am at least but <laughs> I will agree with you on the nail one. As a kid, that nail one, because I just when you looked at it, it sort of felt like you also had a nail in your foot. That's <laughs> how, that's how I picked, at least, because when I see it, I'm like,
0: oh no, I know what that feels like. Ah.
9: I've had like sharp things be at the bottom of my foot and hurt.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I was also I haven't watched Home Alone like. I think I've watched clips because I think it's almost unavoidable at this point. I don't know, it's very much like a classic, but I, I, I do think that it's a very specific type of humor that like, yeah, violence, even if it's like this like fake. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't look fake. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm imagining that it's very similar to like, I watched Tom and Jerry, the movie that came out recently, not mm-hmm. recently, like a year ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, those are actual actual cartoon characters, but they were kind of set in quote unquote real life. And yeah, that's also a children's movie that I always was like, or a children's show that I always was like, what does this say about us? The fact that like, as a society, we're like, this is a children's show and it's supposed to be funny. So yeah, I definitely have been thinking about that, particularly because I saw it at a summer camp, like I was a camp counselor. So this was a room full of like four or five year olds. The oldest kids were like 12
4: jesus i mean I've, I've to be honest i never looked at it that, that way uh any of these movies i mean like maria says it's supposed to be a comedy it's, it's supposed to be un- unrealistic but uh to be honest as a, as a kid yeah i found it pretty funny and i recently watched uh, home alone like i don't know half a year ago and you know like rewatching those scenes like you guys said when uh when the guy steps on the nail and, like he gets hit by the iron in the face uh I was like, "Oh God!" Like that must hurt, you know. I never realized that, like, how much that could have hurt. You get me? But uh, I still, I still think like it's an enjoyable movie. Um, every time I watch it, it brings me a lot of nostalgia because, obviously, I the first time I watched it, I was like five years old, and personally, it reminds me when a lot of when I was uh, living back in Mexico. Next one on the list, uh, it's a uh, Polar Express. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it.
9: Is it the one where, like, the train derails on, like, a lake of ice? Oh,
4: gosh, no. <laughs>
9: that would be such, such a different context. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I
4: mean, it, it I is. I don't know,
9: because I've seen, like, a train movie. I don't know which one, but, like, the train is, like, on track. Something happens aboard. I don't know what. But it ends up derailing and going on. To, it starts driving on, like, a lake of ice because the lake's frozen. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think we're talking about the same movie.
0: Oh, maybe it is. When you said derails and, like, goes into a lake, I thought they, like, all died, but <laughs> it's been, it's been so long that I honestly can't remember if that was a scene in it or not. The context, the movie being, like, if it, if that did happen, like, they would have been completely fine. Like, as far as I remember, they made it to the North Pole. Again, I haven't watched this movie in forever. Yeah.
9: But what I- Oh, from my memories, they uh, it, it, it didn't, it didn't like crash. No one died, but it it went off the tracks and then like sort of like jumped onto like a a, a lake. So the lake yeah. was both driving on the lake,
7: but yeah, then it did. turned
9: over and tipped over.
8: Yeah, you might be right. Honestly, that movie was like like out of hand. I mean, like like the scene that I remember most vividly from that movie. This is another one that freaked me out, like Home Alone. Was like it might have been what you're talking about then, but the train conductors were like freaking out over something and then one of them like swallowed the key to like something in the train. And I don't know why, it just like freaked me out as a kid. Same with like when in Frosty, the Frosty movie, when the cop is like telling them not to cross the street, but then he accidentally swallows the whistle. I don't know why, like in cartoons, that just like, it always looks so gross. Like it just freaked me out.
9: I do not remember that. (laughs) Holy shit. I I think we're talking about different movies at that point. I don't remember that, but yeah. (laughs) if they are in the same movie that actually might explain a lot
0: honestly it's so funny because it sounds like we haven't watched all collectively haven't watched this movie in so long we just have like memories of certain scenes and like those are the like not the same memories for everyone like my most vivid memory is probably like the ending where there's like a bell that like if you believe you can hear it if you believe in santa and like have Christmas spirit or whatever you can hear it and if you don't like it becomes silent like that's the part that stuck out to me the most and that in the hot chocolate scene where they're like being served hot chocolate like for whatever reason as a child those were the scenes that I could capture and and remember years later so that's very interesting just the like variety of memories that we have from this movie.
8: I feel like I'm focusing on all the bad things like the things that scared me as a kid but like with Home Alone too like the concept of it like I I enjoyed like the concept of it. Sometimes I just had to cover my eyes. And with Polar Express, the thing I remember besides the swallowing whatever that guy swallowed like in on accident in like the train room or whatever. But when he gets home, the kid gets home and he realizes he had like a hole in his pocket and he thinks that he lost like the bell from Santa. And then he ends up getting it back probably like somehow. But that's what I remember. I remember being a kid like, oh my God, like no way. Like the, the movie's ruined. Like I just remember feeling like so terrible and then he finds it and it's like awesome. Like you're like, this is the best movie ever.
0: Yes, I think he like finds it under the tree on Christmas. like. Oh my gosh, I'm like slowly starting to remember what
7: this movie was about. <laughs> yeah, me
4: too. As, as I'm listening to you guys, I'm like, wait, you're right. And I think at the end, like he does shake the bell and he actually manages to to hear it, which is like a, kind of like like a relief at the end. I was like, oh my God, yeah, he did. Like, And even though like after they went through with like all the whole trip and the, and the train, like it's like, oh yeah, like it makes sense, you know. I agree. Kind of like kind of freaked me out at first because of the animations though, like they were kind of like realistic at the same time, but at the same time, like you could tell they're fake, but I don't know, it's just like something in the design of the characters, it just like, it would throw me off. I was like, oh my God, like I like the movie, but man, they look kind of ugly though.
0: That was early 2000s, right? Yeah. Okay, I think the animation from that time was just scary. Like I remember going back and trying to watch Trek and I was terrified. I was like, I can't do this, not even as an adult. Like I just can't with this animation.
4: Yeah, back then the CGI wasn't that good and like I could I could tell they were trying so hard but just looking at it, I was like, oh my god. And, like even when they will smile, I would be like, uh...
9: Okay, what I love is the fact that like we were all able to piece together a sort of nutshell version of what happened in the movie based off all of our combined memories and knowledge of this
7: movie. <laughs>
9: yeah. Like, uh, the Polo Express, in a nutshell, uh, there's a train, a guy swallows a key, Uh, there's a hot chocolate scene which is pretty nice and calming uh the train damn derails and goes on and drives on a lake of ice and at the end uh the dude loses his uh bell thing but then finds it in the end and the movie's solved uh great job everybody yeah
8: that's essentially it (laughs) i just think it's interesting like i wonder if this movie will be considered a classic like for the next generation like i guess like kid like people our age when they have kids because, like, this movie came out around the time that we were kids, right? Like, it came out between, like, the 90s or early 2000s, right? Yeah, early
4: so, 2000s, yeah.
8: Yeah. So, like, we grew up, like, it had just come out. We were kids. We saw a kids movie. But, like, I wonder if it'll have the same effect on people, like, you know, 20 years from now or 10 years from now, you know, little kids.
4: I personally don't think it will as much as, like, a movie like Home Alone because, I don't know, I don't think it had as much... Um, it wasn't as, as successful as Home Alone, to be honest. I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but I don't know, for me personally, it is a classic.
9: Okay, this might be just my opinion, but I think what Home Alone was successful due to the fact that it was very, very fun in a lot of different points. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Comedy is a very important tool in any medium because comedy sort of brings a new like light into, or perspective into like a certain scenario. like. Home Alone without the comedy will literally just be a kid trying to survive two robbers trying to break into his house, possibly kidnap, kill him, whatever. Right? That's literally what Home Alone is about. But the fact that the kid is so resourceful and is able to make these funny traps, and the and the robbers have such funny reactions to it, that's why we la- look back and like, oh. That's funny. That's cool. Let's remember that. That's what I think about it, though. That's just how I see things in, like, in, like, Home Alone. due to the fact that, like, I remember it because it's funny. And, like, like, I remember almost every single trap that he did. Like, there was a laundry basket one. There was the car one. The the ornament one where they would, like, step down and they would crack. Oh, dude. (laughs) There was, like, paint buckets that he would swing, like, down from the stairwell. And he got hit twice. The chicken feather one. There was a tar one on the stairs, and the tall one had the nail.
8: Yeah, I think you're right about that, though, because I think, like, with the holidays, the movies that are going to stick out the most are the ones that make you laugh because you're with your family and, like, laughing, like, and having a good time with your family, and, like, you get that sort of, like, shared inside joke of, like, referencing, you know, your favorite holiday movie or, like, the movies that have, like, like, warm, happy feelings are going to be the ones that you remember, even if it's not outright comedy, but just because like you want to feel good during that time of year and sometimes people don't always get the opportunity to have a good time during the holidays like they can be hard so it's good to have those like lighthearted, upbeat movies to or even like tv episodes like we're going to talk about to balance a little bit
4: yeah i agree yeah you're right and the didn't think about it um yeah home alone is like such like family-friendly movie and you know, it's like something that if you if you play like like in your living room and like you have your whole family in there, like everyone's gonna enjoy it. And compared to Polar Polar Express, which is like more like a series type of movie, more like I don't think it's like it has like suspense on it. You know, it's just it's, just, it's like if you compare both those two, it's gonna be a little bit boring.
9: Like okay, yeah. so Home Alone and another movie we're gonna talk about Elf fall into the category of oh. supposed to laugh during this movie. It's supposed to make you feel like joy and supposed to make you uh, laugh at it and find it funny. Whereas Polar Express is more of like a serious, I don't want to say darker, might be a little darker, but like a more serious sort of adventure uh, regarding Christmas. And those movies aren't bad per se because some of them end up turning out pretty good. But it's usually the humor that we usually love to see during the holidays. Well, I like to see it personally during the holidays because the holidays generally for me, are a place where i want to feel good and happy and if i want to laugh laugh at something very very funny and just be on the floor like gagging from laughter i don't know i feel like i would go with home alone or elf rather than polo express this is just my opinion though due to the fact that i just like being uh in a good mood during the holiday
8: yeah i think it, i think it comes down to like essentially Every Christmas movie is trying to make the same point, you know, like they're all trying to be like, and that's the spirit of Christmas. You know, they want you to have that sort of wrapped up conclusion at the end. But I think it probably comes down to how the movie delivers it. Like with Home Alone, when the family comes back and and the kid realizes, like, even though he wanted his family gone, he actually like really enjoys being with them and he missed them. And then when with Elf, it ends with them like Buddy goes back to the North Pole to be with Papa Elf and his new girlfriend. And I think they have a baby even yeah um so just like that the way that they almost every christmas movie and even polar express you know with like the magic of christmas he gets the bell back they all sort of have the same ending so picking a favorite christmas movie is kind of like picking your favorite way of delivering the message of and that was the spirit of christmas
4: yeah i do agree like they they all have like their own twist at the end and yes like pretty much the same thing you know like uh like oh they believe in they start with Lingva Vincent, Santa, you know, like the Christmas spirit it's still around. And yeah, it's, it's something that I guess that's what makes them like a fully Christmas movie. Now the reason I'm talking about the movies, why don't we talk about this debatable movies that we don't know if we should consider really a Christmas movie. For example, The Nightmare Before Christmas. It is definitely a classic, but it just has two themes on it. Basically, it's like a Halloween movie, but at the same time, it's like christmas-ish movie so what do you guys think okay
9: personally i think it fits in both halloween and christmas dude. Mm-hmm. the fact that it, it does have two uh sort of polar opposite themes because we think of christmas you don't think of spooky skeletons uh pumpkins and stuff like that right because that's all halloween stuff and vice versa so the fact that they were able to like almost like brilliantly uh, mesh them together into a cohesive movie that i enjoyed even though it kind of scared me as a kid I think it can fit as like a, a funny, because it is funny. There are there are humorous bits. A funny Christmas movie that you can like sit down with your family.
4: No, oh, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Um, even though at first the movie focuses more on Halloween, you know. It, it is kind of different from the movies that we talked about before because in, in this one, they literally just kidnap uh, Santa and, and they want to fit him too. And it might be like kind of like I don't know, like, kind of the opposite of it, but still, like, kind of goes back to what we said at the end, like, Christmas is safe, and, and like, for example, Jack saves Santa Claus and stuff.
9: And Jack learns not to mess with Christmas, given the fact that he is from Halloween. Yeah. So, let's keep those holidays separate. Thank you very much. I do not want to be jump scared on Christmas.
8: And also there's that, like, Santa, doesn't he make it, like, snow at the end for the Halloween town? Oh, yeah, he he does. And he, like, forgives them, and, like, there's this, like, this feeling of of making up, and there's that theme again of, like, and that's the spirit of Christmas. Like, I feel like if we're going based off like, what the final message of the movie is, it probably could be considered a Christmas movie, because it sort of has that same message to it more so than a halloween movie i mean when have you ever seen like a movie that's like about halloween holiday like not just like a horror movie but just like and that was the spirit of halloween you know you don't really like see (laughs) yeah it makes (laughs) sense
9: i i've never seen a movie where it was talking about the spirit of halloween all i've seen are slasher films uh thrillers and all those other things and i don't even watch those like i just know that they're out there like i don't like horror movies in general given the fact that like if it's too much gore I won't like it. But if it's like a psychological horror, I might enjoy it more than just, oh, do it as a chainsaw, Let's go kill some people. Urgh. So like, you're right about that. Like there isn't really a movie, or at least that I've seen at least, that reflects what the spirit of Halloween actually is. If you want to know what the spirit of Halloween actually is, look, up, look it up on Brain Pop. That's how I learned what it was. Apparently, trick-or-treating used to be Uh, beggars begging for food from houses and people will give them food. But we're getting off topic. The point is, I feel like, yes, uh, you brought up a good point, Macy, where, like, if we're talking about the end message, everyone makes up at the end and everything, it's all happy ending, right? So it's not all doom and gloom, like, in a Slash film, where, like, to be continued. So I do, I still, like, like, in my heart, find this a good Christmas movie, even though it is a little controversial.
0: I will say the only movie that I can think of that kind of talks about that quote unquote Halloween spirit, which I guess isn't as much of a concept as like ho- like Christmas spirit or, or holiday spirit would be Halloween town, which I don't remember actually watching it the whole way through. Like, I can't tell you what the message was for that one. I think it was also centered around family, but but yeah, it's, it's really interesting how Halloween itself, it's just not the same phenomenon in, in film that, that like Christmas or, you know, winter holidays are. So yeah, that's that's a great point.
4: Yeah, and usually when, whenever there's, like, a movie coming out during Halloween time, uh, it's usually, like, like a horror film, like Jeremiah said, like, focuses more on, like, like, gory stuff, you know, and, like, more, like, jump scares and stuff. Like, it fits the, the the time, you know? And, I don't know, I could just fully agree that I guess, yeah, we, could, we can consider The Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie because, yeah, they didn't think about the fact that at the end, like, just Sana just, like, forgives them for <laughs> literally kidnapping them. Now, now that we're done, like, debating about this movie, here's also a, a list of, like, uh, our favorite uh, Christmas specials from our favorite shows that we like. And the number one on our list, it's uh, The Office. I personally haven't seen, like, The Office at all. I've just seen a few episodes, but I recently saw, like, highlights of... I think it has two Christmas episodes, but I saw the highlights from the the one where they did, like, a party. And, and, uh, and I thought it was pretty funny.
9: I remember the Christmas pranks. That's from, from The Office. Where it was between uh, Jim and Dwight. Remember that?
4: I, I do not, but I, I I know they they always had like a thing like in between them. Like they always have, like compete with each other and just like try to prank each other.
9: Okay, so spoilers, but that was a given. We're talking about shows, right? Yeah, but spoilers. Jim uh is looking at the snow, right? He's admiring, right? And then Dwight mocks him about it, like, "Oh, what are you, a little girl? Sitting, like looking at the snow? Is oh, so this you your first Christmas? Oh?" And he says, "It's just a light dusting. Don't like, what are you talking about?" So then Jim goes out, grabs a snowball, brings it back into the office, and says, hey, Dwight, and throws that thing. And and Dwight says, what is wrong with you? He's like, I don't know. It's not a snowball. It's not a snowball because there was a light dusting, right? He says, there was a rock in there. You could have killed me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I I could definitely see myself watching this uh, series a lot, but I, I don't have the time, to be honest. But. Yeah, uh, from from the highlights that I saw, I don't know why. Like like in there, like they were having like a whole party in the in the break room, and then like these other other guys were having like, I guess like a small party, but that's kind of boring compared to where the one in the in the break room.
8: In the office episode I remember now that I'm thinking about it is the one where they do like a, a secret Santa, but then Michael oh, yeah. gets a really good gift.
7: Yeah. Is that absolutely. the same
8: episode? Michael gets a really good gift. Like an iPod for Ryan, uh-huh. but then he gets uh-huh. like, like an oven mitt from Phyllis. And so then he turns it into like a, he turns it into a white elephant or something. So he's trying to trade and like get something that's better. And Jim's freaking out because he got a really special gift for Pam and, but like somebody else has it. She doesn't want it. So that's a, just, I remember that. I always yeah. think about that yeah. when I think about like um, gift exchange, like just suddenly it all going wrong.
4: Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, but I think, I think it is a different episode though. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. I do remember that one that it just, everything just went all the way around. <laughs> Everyone was, was just like fighting for the for the little iPod. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, it's, it was pretty funny. I guess another one that I remember, I, I do remember like a lot. It was the SpongeBob one when... Um, SpongeBob uh, basically goes to visit uh, Sandy and he sees her the current with Christmas and he didn't know what Christmas is. So, like, Sandy proceeds to uh, just explain to him what Christmas is and he gets so obsessed with it that he just basically tells, like, the whole town. Obviously, we have Squidward there who was not feeling it at all.
9: Yeah, I don't believe in Santa Claus.
4: <laughs> yeah, and, like, that kind of goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier uh, like at the end uh uh well Spongebob and the whole time were waiting patiently for uh Santa Claus but he never came and uh obviously uh Squidward was just being a jerk and like he was just making fun of uh Spongebob Glowdy. for
7: that
9: he was Gloating and it wasn't good it was, yeah. SpongeBob was sad. He was having a crisis, and Squidward came and stomped all over my poor boy. And then SpongeBob made him a good gift. He, squidward thought it would be like a crappy gift, like, oh, a crab hat oh, or his yeah. favorite underwear. But he actually made him a, a wooden flute with his name engraved on it, and it played little Squidwards out of the holes. And Squidward felt so, so bad because Sp- SpongeBob was trying to take the decorations off his house. He dressed up as Santa Claus.
4: Yeah, he just started giving all the people in town. All, all his belongings and <laughs> at home but that's like at the end like uh the real santa claus just appears and he's like oh thank you sweet word for what you did uh, i appreciate it <laughs> and, and the part i remember the most is that, like santa santa used like stars laughing and like he just goes like crazy about it i'm like <laughs> but it kind of fits like the spongebob thing you know i don't know if you if you guys i don't i don't know if you Maisie or maria have seen it
0: i haven't but just he- hearing y'all talk, I am mean, yeah, seeing like patterns. What about, you know, like what Macy was saying about the, the the ending and how that ends. But also in relation to the characters, like you always have one character that's like a big believer in like Christmas and like very much invested in it. And then another character that's very like a Scrooge-like character, like very much like anti-Christmas. I don't even know. Um, it's so interesting to see like those two characters come up again and again kind of like those tropes in in like television shows in movies so yeah i was just thinking about that because i just watched a show called uh lily and no dash and lily which is basically like a christmas show on netflix uh i kind of exposed myself I like, do watch a lot of like romance like rom-coms which is why i, I like couldn't contribute to the tell it like
4: hey there's nothing shows. to be shame about i respect that I, I respect that <laughs>
7: it's it's, it's it's
4: it's it's like something that uh some people might low-key enjoy <clears throat> me but yeah <laughs>
7: <laughs> me as
9: well. uh, I, I don't want to admit it but there have been some rom-coms that uh they're not not like mainstream but i have seen some rom-coms uh one of them is Kaguya love sama love is war and it's hilarious <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that's the whole premise of the rom-com. Like, one person really loves Christmas, the other person doesn't. Like, and that's like the challenge in the relationship, right? Um, and even in these shows where like it's not a romantic relationship, it's you know a friendship or something else. It's really interesting how it comes up again and again.
4: Yeah, I agree to be honest. And um, yeah, it's crazy to think now that we're talking about it. Like, basically, they all like follow like the same theme. And I don't know. It's maybe like it's probably why it's like. This is kind of successful, like these type of shows that have like this twist at the end. Next one on our list, we have Community. That's personally a TV series or show that I've never watched, but I heard of. I don't know if you, uh, Macy, you wanna tell us a little bit about the the episode. Yes,
9: please. Enlighten us through the fact that I also have not
8: seen it. Yeah, so it's about um, the show's about a former lawyer who gets caught with his fake degree, so he has to go back to community college to get his degree, and then he meets these people and ends up being friends with them. But one of the characters, Abed, um, he wakes up one morning and it's it's like a little bit before Christmas because they're still in school, and he, he sees everything as stop motion, like you know, the classic like Rudolph, you know, those type of stop motion Christmas animations. And so his friends are all trying to like help figure out why he's seeing it in a stop animation. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's like the show is pretty creative because it's actually presented in stop motion and like each of the characters has their own little like Christmas version. Like one of them is like a jack in the box and one of them is like a little ballerina like ornament type thing. And one of them's like a teddy bear maybe. But then in the end he realizes, you know. He, he's on a quest for the true meaning of Christmas, which is kind of like what we were talking about—is like the point of like all the movies. But in the end, you realize that, you know, he he was sad because normally he gets to be with his mom on Christmas, but this year he couldn't, so he was sort of like freaking out about it, and it manifested in claymation. But I mean, it's pretty fun to watch, and if you're interested in like different types of animation and stuff, it's pretty it's well done, I think.
4: Oh yeah, it does sounds like a good like a good show.
0: For Christmas, but not lonely. Bravo, bravissimo! That was, wow, that was, wow! I don't, I don't even have the words. It felt like an out-of-body experience. I'm always amazed by your voice, your beautiful angelic voice. This one feels special. I totally agree. I could tell that it came from a vulnerable place. And I'm interested in hearing more of that. And I think through that
10: vulnerability, you'll be able to expand your music. Are you saying my repertoire is limited? No, no, of course not. Because my fans really like my songs. And I do this for the fans, period.
0: Maybe they just feel you've written
10: a lot of songs about wanting
0: a partner for Christmas, right?
10: And for Hanukkah, too. Right, but I was thinking. And Noche Buena. Everyone always forget Noche Noche Buena with you. Right, but have you
0: considered? I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been an upswing in self-love songs. Those are the songs that are popular now and they talk about loving yourself, about not needing anyone else. And it doesn't feel like there are many holiday, festive songs about that. There's this whole market of single women tired of listening to holiday love songs while they cook their meals for one. And it's about time someone wrote a song for
10: us. I mean, for them. Everyone needs someone. And that really resonates with my fans. It's that human desire to love and be loved, to be seen, really. Well, not
0: everyone has someone, okay? Some people, some people spend the holidays with their parents, fending off questions about romantic interest.
10: Oh, that's so sad.
0: No, no, it's not. It's actually very empowering and it deserves a song.
10: But my love ballads do really well. There's something there and if it's not broken, why fix it? You can write this as a love ballad, a self love ballad.
0: It's innovative, it's quirky. What would Ricky think? You wrote a whole song about wishing you had never met him. That was different.
10: You need to give the fans what they want. And I know this is it. What would I even call the song? Alone for the holidays?
0: I was thinking more like loving myself for Christmas or all I want for
10: Christmas is me. Not a fan of either. What about I want me for Christmas? Didn't you just say that? No, no, no. The other one was
0: All I Want for Christmas. This just isn't my
10: brand. It might be good for you to explore other options. I was actually thinking of writing a song about an engagement on Christmas. Something really romantic for the fans. A song they can listen to and think of their significant other or their crush. Trust me. That is not what they, the fans need right now.
0: Some of them have been living in apartments by themselves for a whole year and haven't felt the touch of another person in months. The closest they've gotten was when the cashier handed them back their cash and their fingers brushed together accidentally and they looked up and made eye contact with said cashier. And they had a moment. Maybe... Who knows? Maybe it's just all in my head. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Are you okay? I'm fine, but your fans aren't. They need a bop about how it's okay to be single on the holidays, how it's actually better.
10: I hate being single though.
0: How would you know? You're literally never single. What
10: about a song about an expensive necklace that I get from a lover, but this necklace isn't just any ordinary necklace. It transports me back in time to the first time we met. And then you
0: decide to break up with them?
10: Why would I do that? Because they're controlling and the relationship is toxic. You better not be talking about me and Ricky, because our relationship is perfect. He treats me like I deserve to be treated. I can tell he loves me. I meant the hypothetical relationship in your song. I don't write about those types of relationships. It's not like you don't have personal experience to draw from, though. Excuse
0: me. Forget it. All I'm asking is for a feel-good song about being single on the holidays. I've already been brainstorming some lyrics. Would you like to hear them? Not really. Alone for Christmas, but not lonely. No one else around me, me, oh me. It's a loving myself type of day to day. Cause I'm lovable, I'm beautiful, and baby, that's undisputable. Not bad. I'm sure that with your singing skills, you can take this little ditty to the next level.
10: And why don't you write the song? You've already started. Me? But, but I'm no songwriter. Everyone starts somewhere.
0: You think so? But you'll sing it, right?
10: Well, no, I never said that. If I were able to sing it to people, people would think it was about me. And Ricky might think I want to break up. Why would he think that? He's just a bit insecure oh you need to sing your own song sing it one more time but this time with more passion
0: Long for christmas but not lonely no one else around me me only to loving myself type of day to day are
5: you gonna get that
10: no keep going it's just ricky because i'm lovable and
0: beautiful and baby that's
2: And we are back. (laughs) Uh, My name is Emmanuel. My name is Jennifer. And you just heard Maria's little Christmas audio piece. I think it was a little mix of um, some play, and then, you know, she has some harmonies at the end. So, yes, Maria! She's in the Your Story, Your Way class with Stephanie, but she could not be here, sadly, because she is... um, I don't want to give no false information. She's I think she's at, she's at like a Christmas a coat give-a-thon, something. At I don't a know. church. There yeah. you go. Something yeah, like <laughs> with the church.
3: Here you go, Maria. I'm doing big girl things.
2: Yeah. Okay. For the community. So now we are going to go into a little bit of interviews with some of the children from the Your Story, Your Way class, the studio, and La Mesita. So who do we have the honor of being with here today? Uh,
11: I guess I'll go first. Yeah, sure. Go yeah. ahead. Hi, uh, I'm Angel Osorio uh, from Cali La Mesita, and uh, usually I am the one behind like the cameras. Uh, I don't really do much of uh, like on-screen stuff. Uh, and by the way, I won't be a child in, by like three months. Oh, so, excuse- yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just didn't mind.
9: And my name is Jeremiah Guzman. Uh, I'm a part of uh, Your Story, Your Way, and I generally make uh, audio pieces. And I haven't actually been live in front of a camera. This is my first time, so it's a real
2: experience. Well, we're happy to have y'all here live at Studio A here at Lumpen Radio. Happy to be here. (laughs) Large crowd. And uh, first question. So what is y'all favorite food to eat during the holidays? Oh, that's hard uh I know my mom can make
11: some pretty good mole uh and I love uh to be honest anything that my mom makes is really good but mole is probably one of my uh, most favorite uh but there is also uh I do sometimes go with my uh aunts to uh to my aunt's house to for the holidays and we get uh they make bozole and it's so good and uh I don't know it's Christmas is a really fun time it uh, and the food is just, is just, um, it's over the top for our family, I won't lie. Um, you stole one of mine,
9: thank you. Uh, <laughs> pozole, my mom's pozole was, is a delicious treat, especially sometimes because she doesn't make it as spicy or nuclear spicy as, say, the regular pozole, but, uh, the pozole that my mom makes is amazing. It's a Christmas classic. Yes, yes, treat. especially, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is also the eggnog that we either buy from the store or my grandma helps me make some, uh, oh. virgin-free, of course, virgin, of course. Virgin-free. I am not allowed to drink <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I guess posole and eggnog. And if, I guess a dessert, just scones from... St-
2: mm-hmm. I do like some flan or something. Mm, Chocolate flan. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's good.
3: Okay. <laughs> So what's your favorite Christmas movie?
11: Oh my God. Um, I don't watch a lot of Christmas movies. Or what do
2: you watch during Christmas? Because I know some I people make, make their Christmas movies, not necessarily movies about Christmas, you know, but it's like, you watch it every Christmas.
11: That's a sing? yeah uh-huh well, I, i've heard like winter break like uh movie like a, list but i've never heard of like a christmas like you watch have like list. a comfort
3: movie like during that, mm-hmm. right
11: now like now yeah uh, no oh i know well to be honest it's just that uh i mean other than like the new movies coming out in theaters today i've kind of watched a lot of stuff m- movie wise and rather I'm more of a of just watching like tv shows and stuff uh, but uh, if I do have to choose like a favorite Christmas movie, um, I think I'll go with Elf, uh, well, uh cause that was, a I don't know, that was really good, uh, in my opinion, but yeah, no. Elf is, yeah. That's a funny one. I know, and then it, like, they parodied, they par uh, they, uh, they made a parody of it in my school, like last week, and I had a, <laughs> I had a mental breakdown watching it. Oh, jeez, Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry
9: you had to watch that <laughs> um, One of my favorite Christmas movies Hmm It's a tough one I, It's between Elf and Home Alone But I, uh, I do believe that Home Alone takes a cup Due to the fact that it, I remember it more vividly And I like the concept of a kid uh, Pranking and defending his house From actual robbers And the disgusting people So I just like that concept a lot And it made me laugh a lot Especially as a kid
11: you know those people were from Chicago, right?
9: Yes.
2: Yes. Oh my God. Did you see the new Home Alone? No. A mess. He has no. A... <laughs> no.
9: No, 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 is no. The
11: new no. Home
2: Alone? See, look, where they messed up is they invited a little English kid, and he's <laughs> like, oh no, rob us. Like, it's a mess. Uh, it's
11: a child. Oh no. You, wait, no one
2: told me about this.
9: Oh, yeah. My it's watch. a Disney Plus original. Oh,
2: <laughs> no way. <laughs> what? Is it really? Look. The budget was clearly... Clear. I, I, I don't <laughs> have <this> No, That's <laughs> a shame. Okay, and our final question is, what is something that y'all are hoping to get for Christmas this year?
9: My parents' love and affection.
3: Oh! oh not the family issue. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, but in all honesty, uh, I do like spend time with my, uh, my parents and my sister. Um, but... I guess if it was a material thing, uh, I guess I would like a laptop just so I could draw on, like, digitally with it, because that's one of my hobbies, like, art and painting and drawing, like, digitally to create, like, I don't know, maybe a comic or a digital art piece. That could be cool. What about you?
11: I, I just need a new PC. That's all I need. Nah, the gaming. Yeah. Just the gaming. I gaming I, priority straight. <laughs> yeah.
3: You need a new PC as if, like, getting a GPU isn't hard enough.
11: What? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it is quite hard enough. Okay. But, okay. I mean, that's why you gotta time, like, you, you have to time, like, the like, to buy a GPU. You literally have to time yourself right to get it. Be, uh, because because uh, my dad had this problem before like trying to find a uh, new gpu when the new ones came out like 3060 and he didn't time it uh, the correct way and yeah he missed out kind of yes. reminds me of like yesterday uh, where i missed the uh Elden ring deal i was so mad but, yeah salty um, boy
2: well thank you both both so much for being here with us we enjoyed it all of the work that y'all produced this season with La Mesita and the Your Story Your Way class and hope you have a great holiday. Appreciate to hear that. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Jenny, how about you answer the question? What is something that you're hoping to get for the holidays?
3: Uh, something I'm hoping to get, I kind of, I want some AirPods.
7: <laughs> I, I lost, mine. lost your line, girl.
2: I lost my AirPods. Didn't you mention that you like dropped it and then the next day you were at Target and then you saw the ones that you thought were yours were on the floor? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry to expose you on on this mic over here. Oh my God, I'm so sorry for the shenanigans. And we are here now with our two next interviews. I know y'all heard a little bit from them earlier, but who are we here with?
5: Hi, this is Sid. You heard me just a little bit ago. Uh, It's my first season of Yellow Kelly.
1: Hi, uh, I'm August. Uh, I'm a 23-year-old child, as I found out recently. (laughs) Um, And this is my first uh, year round. This is my first one-year trip with uh, with What's Up. So, like, clap or something. Happy birthday!
6: (laughs) (laughs) It's my What's Up
1: birthday.
3: All right, well, can you guys tell us your favorite Christmas movie?
5: Ooh. I don't know about movie, but when you were talking about it earlier, the Ted Lasso Christmas special is just like really sweet and sad, and it makes you feel all the good things you should feel during the holidays. So that would be mine. Uh,
1: My pick is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Of course, uh, Tokyo Godfathers. (laughs) Uh, Tokyo Godfathers (laughs) is the best Christmas uh, movie ever. The premise uh, was by Satoshi Kon. I don't know if you all heard of that, uh, that director. Mm-hmm. He did like paprika, perfect blue. This one, uh, this one's about like three homeless people. They find a baby in the trash, and they're like, oh, we gotta reunite it with this mom. And then that's the whole movie. They, they I try. wouldn't,
3: I wouldn't reunite it with its mom. I found it in the trash. <laughs> I'm taking it. Well, like it's to like the fire station. One wanted
1: to keep it, and then the other like, no, nah, we gotta, we gotta get this baby back. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So that's the whole movie. It's like the adventure of finding the finding the baby's mom, and it's good. Did they uh, find her? I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, watch it.
3: All right, go ahead, Ted.
1: I mean, the, the Ted Lasso.
3: Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, another question, when should Christmas decorating go up? And most importantly, when should it all come down?
5: Mm. I think after Thanksgiving, you're good to go. Halloween's got to stay up until then. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I think people, people setting up for, for Christmas right after Halloween Y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to relax. It's not that serious. But you know what? Then again, it gets cold, so I can understand that. Um, I'm going to just say, like, rest in peace your electric bill. As we know. <laughs> as, we, <laughs> as, we, as we previously Big talked Big light. Yeah.
3: You're, you're attacking my mom right now. She oh, starts okay. decorating shortly after
5: Halloween. Hey, hey everyone except <laughs> your mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
7: What you got next? Uh, Is That it? (laughs) Well, thank you all so
2: much for being here with us today. We're glad that again y'all could celebrate the holiday with us. Oh my God, it's so nice that we're having like a little reunion at the end of the year. We like as a class haven't seriously been united like. Yeah, I forgot y'all had
1: bodies. I thought you were just like heads. (laughs) We were just shoulders. Yeah,
2: (laughs) had to put on my best sweater. All right, well, thank you all so much, and a round of applause for Sid and hey. August. Thank you all, thank you. Thank you. And we're gonna go on a quick little music break, but we'll be right back. And we are back. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM, broadcasting live from Studio A in Lumpen Radio. And I'm going to pass the mic off to our very special La Mesita student guests, Sitlali and Irene. Take it away.
12: Hello, everyone. Welcome to La Mesita season 18 Christmas so special. We are closing our season with the lovely Yokali family. Good morning, my name is Irene and I'm hmm. here with Sitlali. Accompanied by wonderful people and fellow co-hosts. Remember, you're listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio A in Cosperity Spear Bridgeport. Welcome everyone, how are you on this lovely day? I'm good. Hi. <laughs> uh, today we would love to give a warm welcome to uh, Steffi Sue. Uh, a lovely performer, musicianist, lover of parties, circuses, nature, and wonderful times. Steffi plays love songs and holiday hits at farmer markets and other various locations. She has an interest in mass making along with cooking, biking, and hanging out with her cats. Hello Steffi, how are you today? I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, while celebrating Christmas, if so, what is one tradition that you engage in? So like, Friendsgiving, decorating?
13: Um, well, now that I have these two cats, I really can't decorate anymore around the house uh, because they'll destroy the decorations and eat them. Um, so I like to play Christmas songs on ukulele. Uh, that gets me in the Christmas spirit. And uh, usually I hope for snow, although that hasn't happened yet. And I do get together with my family around Christmas time. Um, yeah. And I like to drink a lot of hot chocolate and peppermint tea and peppermint chocolate. Yeah.
14: <laughs> um we're curious to you know if you were able to celebrate Christmas, any of the seven wonders of the world, where would you celebrate? Oh my gosh. Wow, that's an
13: interesting question. I have no idea. I don't even know what the seven wonders of the world are. I guess one of them is the pyramids, but (laughs) they wouldn't want to spend Christmas there. Um, Hmm, is one of them Iceland? I would maybe go there. (laughs) I don't even know.
12: (laughs) So, how did your music journey start?
13: Uh, Well, 15 years ago in 2006, I had just turned 30. And uh, I moved out to the Bay Area, and I was living in an anarchist communal household for a little while, and they had musical instruments everywhere. And I had known many musicians living here in Chicago, I grew up here, so, uh, but I never knew that I could play music, I thought it was like a foreign language or something. But uh, the people that lived at this house where they told me that anybody could play music, just pick up an instrument. So I tried the banjo and it was very difficult, but in the store in Berkeley called The Fifth String, they had ukuleles on the other side of the banjos and I thought they were toys. But, um, and as you might know, a ukulele looks like a small guitar with four strings, um, which makes sense because you have four fingers. Guitars have six strings, which doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, so the, band, the ukulele was just a lot easier to play and that's when I started playing. I just got myself a book and a couple people helped me figure out some chords and how to put my fingers on the frets and all that.
12: What was your inspiration for performing?
13: Well, hmm, uh, I am an only child and an Aries. I do enjoy being the center of attention. So <laughs> that was part of it. Um, and I kind of dropped the ball when I was a kid, when I was about three. That was one of my earliest, worst memories. When I had stage fright, I was dressed as a bumblebee and I froze up in front of everyone. And I never performed on stage since then, really. And so I always had wanted to again. And then I did.
12: (laughs) that was a great story. What is the most memorable space that you performed in?
13: The first thing that comes to mind is, um, a circus performance at a warehouse in Oakland, uh, and there were all kinds of performers. And I've performed in a few different circuses, just playing the music, but um, people on silks and jugglers and fire eaters and sword swallowers and all that stuff. um, I really enjoy that. Um, And yeah, I would say that.
12: Inside from the ukulele, are there any other instruments you play?
13: if the kazoo is considered an instrument or uh, jingle bells or maybe a tambourine. But yeah, other than that, nope, (laughs) just ukulele.
14: Um, What are your favorite memories with your ukulele?
13: Um, I have played a lot of open mics. That's how I got my start. I would play open mics in the Bay Area and then um, farmers markets. And then I started doing I would do fundraisers um, and yeah, those are those are my favorite kind of memories. With that.
14: Um, how long do you think you've had your ukulele? Uh,
13: well I've been playing since I was or since I was 30 and 45 now so 15 years but um, yeah the ukulele I brought today
14: I've had for maybe 10 years. If you were to perform anywhere in the world or universe where would you want to perform? Wow or universe my goodness um, <laughs> Well, I think we ought to stay
13: right here on this planet and get things figured out here before venturing outside of, outside of our atmosphere. But um, anywhere in the world, well, I love Italy. I've been there, maybe somewhere in Italy,
14: uh, maybe in a piazza in Italy or a plaza, something like that. Um, what is one song you love to perform or what is one song that you cherish? Oh, one of any song or a Christmas
13: song? Any song, I think.
7: Hmm,
13: one song that I cherish. Um, There's a song called It's In Every One Of Us by David Pomeranz. It was written in uh, 1975. And then John Denver and the Muppets did it on their Christmas album in 1979. And that is the album I grew up with, listening to every year with my family. John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album is like my favorite ever. And they do a version of it that's really nice. And I'm gonna see if I, Get to play it today with for you all
12: by the way we love what you do we're interested in knowing more about you we know <laughs> we noticed on your instagram that you dress up and often perform as characters so what are some of those
13: um i dress up as a deer uh kind of in between the times of like november and december i'll do a deer costume sometimes um and then i dress as an elf I've got some really spiffy elf shoes that I got at the Renaissance Fair Um, from Son of Sandler. They make their own shoes. And then, what else? Uh, I dress as kind of like a mistress Claus, as if Santa had kind of a friend on the side. (laughs) I do that sometimes. And uh, sometimes I dress as a cat. I play for Harmony House for Cats, so I do fundraisers for them. And I'm going to sing one of those songs today, too and yeah that's about that's about it really
12: for our last questions for today we're in the holiday spirit and the joy of giving and delicious foods what are a few good recipes that you would recommend for a nice warm Thanksgiving?
13: um well i'm vegan um going on 30 years now and uh, i would recommend hmm, a pumpkin pie <laughs> i love pumpkin pie uh, i use nuts and dates for the crust or some or pumpkin seeds and dates and uh, in a food processor and that makes a good crust that you can use raw or bake it and then uh, the pumpkin pie is pumpkin coconut milk um, maple syrup coconut blossom sugar uh pumpkin pie spice I like
14: that. well um thank you for being with us here today oh, thank you and thank you for everyone who had tuned in we're going to um, be back, we're gonna go into uh, your performance and with your st- ukulele, so thank you for tuning in to What's Up, Christmas special, and being with, this, being with us on this joyful day. Um, remember, you are listening to WOPN Chicago 105.5 Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio B. My name is Uttarali and... I am Irene. And I'm Steffi Sue, thank you. Hello, you are listening to What's Up on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio A at Lumpin' Radio. And now we're going to get into uh, performance from Steffi Sue. Also, real quick, um, candy canes are good. I brought some candy
13: canes for everyone to share. They're on that table right over there. And uh, some of those are chocolate, and some are peppermint, because I like to combine. All right. So this is called Ukalala Land, to the tune of Winter Wonderland. And I wrote the words.
15: Tambourines, how they glisten. Wooden and metal, are you listening? They strings I play My ukulele Care slip away And often
13: Slowy. This one I did not write the words to. This is that song I was talking about. It's called It's in Every One of Us. It's dedicated to my mom and my aunt.
15: It's
13: I had to get a little sip of uh, my peppermint mocha tea there. Okay, this one is called Silent Night. It's another slowy, but I'll try to make it a little faster and more interesting. Oh, and it's called Silent Night and the Fight, because there's just too much war going on and too much fighting all the time. And uh, I actually wrote this when I was living in California because it didn't snow there and it didn't feel like Christmas. However, this year, it also doesn't feel like Christmas because it hasn't snowed. It's called Silent Night, okay. uppity one, you know, a little more upbeat. Got to recover from that Debbie Downer song. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Mm, escapism. Okay. Oops. This was an escapist song called Marshmallow World, but then I changed the words. <laughs> it
15: was a marshmallow world in the winter when the snow used to cover the ground. It was time for a play on those whipped
13: meowy little Christmas and I wrote this one for Harmony House for Cats, my favorite cat shelter. They're an eco cat shelter. These, you know, sun skylights and stuff. Okay, I have a book that I'm reading from because I can't possibly keep all these songs memorized. Here we go.
15: Have yourself a meowy little Christmas with all the cats you be sure to hide your gifts they'll untie every ball
13: sing along with this one but it's Feliz Navidad. Everyone knows this one, right? Okay. Here's some jingle bells here too if anybody wants jingle bells.
7: Feliz. Okay,
13: here's the key, the key of C. Feliz Navidad. Oops, hold on, I messed that up. Feliz Navidad. Oh, this is a new key for me, you guys. I'm sorry, I have to get her. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Oh, God, I'm doing terribly here.
15: <laughs> Feliz Navidad.
7: Feliz
15: Back
13: to your Kali for having me. Woo! To Lumpin Radio, Co-Prosperity here. what's up? Woo! La Mesita, and uh, Mito Kaya, Stephanie, Charlie, everybody. Thank you so much, and my interviewees. The interviewers, <laughs> I was the interviewee. <laughs> okay, this is a song by Stevie Wonder called Someday at Christmas. Changed one verse on this one.
15: (laughs) Someday at Christmas. signing
13: Got another one. This one's called Pretty Paper. Now this one was written, this one was written by Willie Nelson, one of the greatest songwriters, in my opinion. Um, the version I note is popularized by Roy Orbison, who I love.
14: Okay, pretty paper. Pretty
15: paper, pretty paper. present
13: a John Lennon, Yoko Ono tune. I know everybody's been watching that Get Back with the Beatles on Disney. Um, Anyways, here we go. This is called Happy Christmas, War is Over. I don't know if anybody feels like singing along, but they can,
15: if they want. Um, Chris.
3: so much for your performance, Stephanie Sue. You're listening to What's Up on WLPN, LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting live from Studio A Lumpin Radio. Unfortunately, our show has come to an end. We want to thank you so much for listening to our Christmas shenanigans. This is the first time in a long time that we all have reunited as a team, and as expected, it was so much fun, and we hope we can do
6: much more of this soon. We want to thank the Yesto, Your Away Class Studio and La Mesita teams for collaborating with us, this Christmas special, make sure you guys stay warm during the holiday, eat yummy food and drink hot chocolate and take extra care of yourselves during the Christmas break to recover from work and long school sessions.
3: From from the Yulokali family to yours, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you on next season.
1: And that's the conclusion of our program.
2: Brought to you by the fine folks at not you again no and yo who let her back in <laughs> ah, 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 ah.
3: and that's a wrap we hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard heartwarming interviews tear-jerking stories magnificent music and the sound of our voices
2: because god knows that this is the best content on the airwaves don't forget to follow
1: yolo on all their social medias at yolo Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that.
4: Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up?